you have any fantasy football team this weekend? And how did they get on? To be really good at you need to just take people in, draw people out, and then make sure you're doing these boosts here and there. And I'm like, Got myself in my own fantasy team. Got myself in my own fantasy team. Got myself in my own fantasy team. Hello and welcome to game week 16 of the Premium Player FPL podcast. We've had a couple of weeks break. Uh, yours truly has been in Mexico, so sorry for not joining you for the loyal fans out there. Um, in our time off, not much has happened with my rank. I don't, I don't know about yourself, uh, Mindy. It's been very much a, a, st- a steady rank. But uh, yeah, looking forward to being back now uh, for the Christmas fixtures, I think. There's about six game weeks in about 21 days, which is crazy. So yeah, hoping for a nice little rise over the, over this this period, and this period will be critical to how our seasons kind of develop. Um, if you've not already liked and subscribed, please do on YouTube or the podcast platform that you're watching. And the deadline this week, I think it's Saturday morning, so 11 a.m. deadline. So make sure you get your team sorted before then. I'm so I was just stunned into silence there. You got the deadline wrong, I think. It's, is it Friday? It's, it's Friday deadline, yeah. I I, I even I, I mentioned that to you yesterday as well because I was like, we're gonna have to do a quick turnaround tonight ahead of uh, the Friday deadline. Fucking hell, my head's gone. Apologies. Head. Sorry for if you've listened to this for the first time. Uh, good job, you're <laughs> on track, isn't it? Brent, Brentford and what for the Friday game? I just presume because there's European competition, it's normally a Saturday, isn't it? But yeah, interesting. Uh, no, it's it's, uh, it's it's nice to know that you read my messages. I appreciate that. Uh, one in, one through, in through one ear, out the other. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. Um, I was just trying to trick people, especially my brother, who's racing away. So, yeah. No, yeah. M- m- my rank's been on holiday while, you're, while you've been on holiday. My rank gains have just... I'm just plateaued. We'll talk more about that in the the review, in the game week review, though, won't we? Um, what, what else is there to chat about this week? Um, what, what was the thinking, not, not taking your big holiday? In the international break, you need to be synchronizing your your travel and your leisure with the international calendar. Yeah, should be. You, you, you work, do, you do, work, do as my girlfriend says. But yeah, I booked this holiday for, before I worked for a football club, so yeah, I won't be doing that again. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's hard one to to avoid sometimes, uh, especially at the moment when there's so many deadlines. It's impossible to release something. For every for every deadline, but yeah, we'll try our best over Christmas and uh, New Year to keep to keep stuff going. And um, we get a lot of people asking us what they should do with their teams on Twitter and the DMs. So feel free to um, drop us a message. And um, yeah, if you're not on social media, uh, we're on Twitter at premium underscore FPL on the same handle on Instagram. And yeah, just to and just to clarify, seeing as Callum fucked up, the deadline is Friday. <laughs> I had Friday one job. <laughs> the, 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 the first time we've split the um, we split that. So I, I think from now on, seeing as it's quite important, I, I'll tell people when the deadline is. All right, well, I'd get more than one chance, surely. You you, you can do the uh, less useful stuff like um, getting people to comment and like. <laughs> uh, shall we um? Shall we get cracking? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so this is the running order. Do you want to go through it? Or yeah, yeah, sure. So we're back on a uh, back on a COVID footing. It seems it's like a flashback to the worst pandemic games potentially being called off and all that stuff. Um, thought it was a bit of a freak incident for Spurs when the game got called off for snow and like people who had Spurs players that seemed like 
the worst of the luck over with, but no, there's more more bad luck for Spurs. So we'll look at that and what it means for other teams and do we have to adjust our team planning, etc. King yeah. and Dennis, um, Watford's fixtures are good now and lots of people need a budget forward for affording Ronaldo and City mids, etc. So a lot of talk about those two in the community. And then just as people like me have got to big at the back, big at the back's maybe dead, which is really good. <laughs> um, Chelsea's form's taken a bit of a, a knock. They're conceding goals, which they didn't look to be doing Three earlier Three in on. Russia last night, and they played a pretty strong team. Men's, yeah, crazy. Yeah, so we'll have a look at that. And then also at the same time, just look at, you know, is it time to move more into midfield? And then as we're both United and City fans... Uh, we'll look at best options from those teams. A lot of talk about both of those clubs at the moment, especially with new manager at Man United and a certain Bernardo ripping things up at, at City. And then the classic premium planning segment. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot to get through. So we'll, we'll have to um, speed through some sections probably. But yeah, let's get going. Yeah, Pat, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's the first topic there, as you see. It's Spurs is... This is not... Uh... It's all going wrong tonight. Oh, fucking hell. We'll run through our teams first, sorry. Uh, Who got the highest score this week? So you did, with uh, 51 points you got. 51, right. Um, Yeah, it was a bit of a a nothing week again. Uh, What were the highlights for me? Mason Mount, the guy that you've been trying to get out all season. I've not been, the there was more, the, the, to be fair, the yeah. one person I've been trying to get him out for is Bernardo. Every game, every game week you say, oh, I'm trying to get him out. And yeah, but the, the, the person I've been trying to get in is Bernardo. So, I mean, I probably ra- would rather actually have Bernardo, but it's um, it's a tricky one, that, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah what uh, are you going to do? Are you going to tease taking him out again? And then he's going to get two goals. <laughs> well, it's... it's, it's tr- I think Bernardo's more nailed on than Mount, but we'll, we'll I'm t- so we're jumping to the end here with what our transfers <laughs> might be. But yeah, I'm not I'm not itching to get Mount out. I'm it's just, just you. It's just uh, he's like the opposite of last season, isn't he, Mount? Because last season he played all the time and drip fed points, like a consistent assist here and there and all that from corners and set pieces. Whereas now he doesn't start that off as much, but when he does start, he gets the haul. So. It's like a complete role reversal from last season, which makes it quite hard to uh, hard to gauge. Um, but yeah, that was um, that was Mount um, Kane was so annoying, especially with with Son banging. Like it was a bit of a it's a fifty fifty uh, call that's just gone completely wrong. That one. Um, I'm glad Kane's trolled both of us this season because I had him early on dinner and he yeah blanked those two games as well. That's why I didn't go there again. Yeah, and the, like it's a bit similar to people who went uh, Gundogan over Bernardo. Like, yeah, stats are actually better for Gundogan, but but yeah, Bernardo's the one that's actually proving in proving the points on the pitch. So, a couple of fifty fifty calls that have hurt people this, this week. Um, although you could argue that maybe like from the eye tests on was the better one to go for because yeah, Kane's not been looking. It's just not looked great in the Premier League all season, really. So maybe um, 
that's a win for the eye test managers. Uh, but the, I think the fact that Son and like people like Ben Davis and some of the other Spurs defenders have done well over that run, like it was a, the right call to kind of look at Spurs for those fixtures, just uh, not the right one with Kane. Um, yeah, we mentioned the Chelsea defence not doing well. That's hurt me. I doubled up this week. Um, my transfer was Alonso in. So I think I'm going to give that a little while, especially with the fixtures Chelsea have come in. But yeah, it's not not a great start to, to double Chelsea. Um, yeah, I think the rest of the team is quite, quite template. So uh, I'll just quickly touch on my rank. So... It was a green arrow, um, but 10k places. So I've gone from 184 to 173k. But I was one two. I was I was ranked 125 in game week 10. So I'm just sort of moving up and down slightly without really doing anything for lots for like the past months. So I really really need really need a decent Christmas and New Year. Uh, it just tends to be a good time to pick up pick up rank over Christmas and New Year because you get lots of people missing deadlines, getting drunk and missing the deadline on Boxing Day and all that stuff. So, so yeah, hopefully Christmas and New Year separates the separates us nerds from the rest of them. <laughs> I just knew that word was coming. Uh, I'll move on to my team, although presentation doesn't want to play ball tonight. Uh, Tools are still on holiday. They're still in Mexico, mate. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I hope I don't have to escape and click on it every time. Anyway, um, so I got 47 points. Uh, small rank decreased to 495. So, yeah, still tremble, trembling around the half million mark. Um, it's quite templated now, like yourself. Ramsdale, Cancelo, James, Livermento coming in. Uh, Trent doing the business. Everyone has him. And Gundogan, who I went for over Bernardo two weeks ago. Yeah, got a bit on the wrong side of the coin there. You, um, you're the, you're the city correspondent. If anyone should get the city player right, but you work for the club, you should be. Yeah, and oh, and looking at the past few games, Gundogan still gets in the best positions, I think. But Bernardo's just on a roll, and you remember last year when Gundogan got on a roll, and, it, and people who didn't go with him, they kind of fell away, didn't they? Um, so maybe maybe Bernardo just keep keeps going. But I do think, in terms of like position, Gundogan does get himself in better positions. That's why I went for him, but. Yeah, when Bernardo's in the form of his life and the goals he's scoring, he's a bit like Salah at the moment, isn't he? He's scoring from anywhere. So that kind of you've got to you've got to have that in the back of your head. Not only stats, like obviously talk about the eye tests and stuff, just like just basically the form and the players that they're feeling they can get a goal out of yeah. can't they? But well, well um, let's not ruin the city section. Well uh yeah, yeah. I, I, I interjected there and ruined your flow, sorry. That's right. Other than that, Rafinha, who's now got a tricky set of fixtures, obviously last minute assist. Um, and then Antonio and Vardy, who is already at the exit door, but I won't spoil it too much. Uh, you probably little, guess. Um, you probably guess who's coming in. A little teaser um, there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll move on to obviously the Tottenham news. Conte was quite emotional in his press conference, wasn't he? Saying that these players have got families and they're being forced to come in every day and train and touch each other, um, and they just know that. One man's going down every day. I think they were forced to train. Was it this morning or yesterday morning? And someone actually tested positive after the session. So, yeah, pretty bonkers as to what we were put up against. Um, the game's now been cancelled. The game against Rens that should have been going on to this evening. Um, 
in the Conference League. Uh, that actually went against rules. That, I think that's the first time since they've implemented these new rules, European competition, they've actually forced teams to play. So this, this probably shows the severity of it. And if I was to put uh, odds on this weekend being ahead, it probably wouldn't be too much in your favour of the odd game being ahead. So, yeah, interesting one. If you've got Spurs players, I'd probably look to get out my most expensive ones and go from there. Yeah, I think they're an easy sell now. Like it's a tricky one for people who have Son because you'd you'd kind of want to hold Son, wouldn't you? But I think he's rumored to be one of the ones who actually has COVID. So I think basically all the Spurs. I, I don't think there's an argument really to keep any of them. No, maybe if you've got a cheap defender, I've I've got Emerson Royal, um, and I just wanted to invest in my strikers this this week. So you probably won't come out, but right. yeah, if you've got Son or yeah. Kane, that's that's a lot of money, isn't it? Um, tied up in your bench so yeah yeah unfortunately hope everyone gets well soon there obviously not a nice situation yeah so um do you think there's anything we take from this like for how we plan for the rest of the teams like like because you, you remember last last year we were talking about uh not having three players from one team in case stuff like this happened yeah uh so so yeah like you know say for example if a liverpool game was called off we'd all be fucked so, yeah, um, it's probably the one team, isn't it? But then I think everyone's uh, in that. Seat. Liverpool's probably not the best example because everyone's got Liverpool. Maybe it's yeah. the case of if West Ham and you had a double West Ham, or if City or game got called off because triple yeah. triple City, not many people have it. But a lot of people are looking to double up on City midfield. And yeah, yeah. Cello. So a lot of people will have three City, I reckon. Um yeah. And yeah, this Omicron thing, this Omicron, uh, it's. I wonder if that's the the variant that's driving this in London for Tottenham. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's made things a bit tricky. I, th- I don't think we have to make any like knee jerk decisions now, but something to think about. I think for the rest of the season, like uh, you know, uh, the other thing is like not setting your captain and your vice captain from, from the same team just in case as well, because you could easily end up with no no captain that way if that game. So that game gets called yeah. off. Yeah, and I suppose Christmas is the worst time for it to happen because it's like, like it's free. They could potentially miss free fixtures, couldn't they? So yeah, or maybe not Spurs, but when the congestion really ramps up over Boxing Day, New Year, potentially missing three game weeks if a team gets fully affected. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, I think I would, the fact I didn't realize how there's quite a lot of players that still aren't vaccinated, which doesn't. Doesn't help, but yeah, that's another another issue. But yeah, I know they've struggled like in Germany as well, and um, I mean, Josh, players like Joshua Kimmich have been like real problems getting back to fitness because um, their their COVID implications were quite serious because they weren't vaccinated. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we have any of those problems here. Hopefully, hopefully everyone's recovers recovers uh, promptly here, and not not the similar problems to Munich are having. Um, Anything else to, to mention here? No, no, I think that I think that's everything. Yeah, sell especially Son and Kane, and then if you defence and you don't have Son and Kane, then yeah, sell sell as many as you can. Really. Yeah, um, and if, if if you're not vaccinated, the premium the premium player boys endorse vaccination. We can say that, can't we? Stepping into dangerous territory there. We'll get some anti-vaxxers coming on. Um, this next uh, screenshot for the podcast listeners is, um, yeah, so King or Dennis is going to be a popular transfer for people this week just because of mainly either funding 
the big man Ronaldo up top or strikers are not doing too great so maybe downgrading and investing in the midfield um so this is a stat from the FPL wire podcast that kind of puts it into context King v Dennis obviously Dennis is getting all the goals at the moment well the majority of the goals at the moment but in terms of the stats King is 0.7 xg per game whereas Dennis is only 0.2 um King's obviously on penalties now as well with Saar um, out. Uh, and just, yeah, every stat, he's beating him other than XG Delta, which is, are they outperforming their XG? And King is matching his, whereas Dennis is obviously overperforming it by almost half. Um, so, yeah, is there anything you want to add on this? And are you making a transfer to one of these two this week? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I think if I was going to go for one, it'd be King, though, for the reasons you've mentioned. I think the other thing to factor in with uh, Dennis is uh, AFCON. Like, he's on the provisional shortlist now for Nigeria. Uh, so there's 40 people on that shortlist. So it's a big shortlist. But you'd think. But yeah, you just have to live in Nigeria to be on the shortlist. 40. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'd think um, with his form that he's got a good chance of not of being considered to go to AFCON now, especially now that Victor Osimhen, the main striker from um, from Napoli's injured or having injury problems. I think he's got, he's considering playing with a mask or something. I don't, I don't know if that'll be, I don't know if he'll be cleared to play in time with a mask in time for AFCON. So there was talk of Dennis not being in the squad at all because he fell out with the coach, but I wonder if that's being reconsidered now. So, so yeah, I think... Start I think it, with... if he's got the incentive of playing, then that'll probably help, won't it? As opposed to being on the bench for Nigeria. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, I think for me, it's quite a clear, easy decision to go for King over Dennis, especially you've got pens for King as well. The stats are better. He's not going to be going to AFCON. The only thing you'd say is that if Dennis goes to AFCON and Sars at AFCON, who's going to be creating the the chances at Watford but you know that's at his price you can afford to bench him if your team's good enough King so so yeah uh, in the easy fixtures he's, you, you wouldn't mind playing him as well even with um, the main chance creators not there Watford just look like they're not caring about def- they know they can't defend so they're just thinking fuck it we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a go I guess what you'd say is maybe they'll reconsider that when uh, Saar and Dennis aren't there. Maybe they'll have to adjust, but it's hard to predict that. Uh, I think going for King now seems like a reasonable reasonable move, apart from the worries about people not creating chances for, for him when the main creators go to AFCON. That's the only thing I'd worry about, but at his priority, it's not too big a gamble. Yeah, yeah, I'll go along with that. Um, we did some stats on him. The week before City wasn't in, he was top of all like XG over the last four game weeks for strikers. Oh, that the City game might have changed that a little, but yeah, as their fixtures start to get a little better, um, and as you say, Watford like to fight fire with fire in some games, don't they? They're either going to get beat five two or win four three. I don't think their games are going to be like one nil nil nil. So yeah, it's always good to have a striker from one of them teams. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing goals in Watford Brentford this Friday to. to... Like Brentford's expected goals conceded has gone gone through the floor. Like they were quite tight at the beginning, but yeah, not anymore. I think the the keeper's giving them some issues. 
Yeah, I best defender that, as well, isn't it? Is it Ayer or someone? He's injured. Yeah, so um, depending on what the odds are, it could be a decent little both teams to score play that tomorrow night. I'll look at that. We're a betting podcast now, not just FPL. Um, anything else to say on, on these two? Are there any other budget forwards that you'd consider? I mean, these are obviously standout. You've got Brozier, who's a bit cheaper, who I probably wouldn't... Like, King, I'd bring into play each week, whereas Brozier, he'd probably be my first sub and then play when needed. I think that's probably the difference here. In terms of anyone else, um, Bamford's come back, hasn't he? Scored at the weekend. But Leeds' fixtures now are ridiculously hard. I think they've got to play... Is it Chelsea, United, City and Liverpool next four? Something something mental. Um Obviously, Tony's got COVID. The options around him are few and far between, aren't they? I think that's why everyone's kept Antonio for so long. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, would um, if you'd got rid of Antonio, would you now get maybe getting back for his run, or would you just leave that for now? If I didn't have a West Ham player, then yeah. If it, we've already got Bowen or someone else, might differ it a bit. But yeah, I think these fixtures now. Well, we'll move on to fixtures later, won't we? But yeah, I just think. There's not too many other attackers around and a lot of people still going to have Antonio. So if he does bang, then you're on to a loser, right? Sweet. No, yeah. Let's um, let's move on. If I can, that's a question. Uh, it's like a metaphor for you trying to improve your rank each week, this. Trying to move slide is like you're trying to move up in the ranks. It's like <laughs> massive... It's a massive fuck about. Like, <laughs> hey, up until two weeks ago, I, was catch- I think it was only 20 points behind, but yeah, you seem to have split again. But um, yeah, this is again from FPL Wire, obviously a great podcast. This is around Jared Bowen, who obviously West Ham's fixtures coming up. I think they're, is it third in the ticker or maybe second? And obviously Bowen's getting a lot of limelight. He didn't play against City for tactical reasons, but obviously come back to Chelsea um, with a bang. And now his expected goal involvement in the last six game weeks, he's fourth amongst midfielders. In the last 12, he's fifth. And then overall, he's, he's fourth. Obviously, that's going to be behind Yotta, Salah. I do not. I think the other one might be Mane as well. Obviously, the Liverpool boys are just head and shoulders by anyone else. But he he he's the next best option, which when you look at West Ham's fixtures coming up at 6.5 years now, like obviously a great option. Um, in among the city options as well, but yeah, Boeing's right up there, isn't it? Yeah, to, to have these positions in the stats tables and to be getting this number of shots and stuff in those difficult in that difficult fixture run, you know, it kind of makes you wonder where he's where he's going to be, what his points going to be after the uh, the easy run. Because I think he had the most shots in the game against Chelsea at the weekend, and he just looks to be the one that the shots that. The shot creation, the shot chances to fall into. Like there was a, a great chance he had in that Chelsea game where Antonio was doing the running and put a cross in, and he just didn't quite get there in time. So the thing, the things, the chances that to be falling to him at the moment, which is what would sway me. I think if I was picking between one of them, I'd go for Bowen now. Would you over Antonio? He's a bit cheaper yeah, the, the, as well. The only thing would be what what we said about Tony when Brentford had the difficult games, um, like. When they get the easier fixtures, will Antonio move back higher up the field and Bowen move out wide? That's the only thing that would go against it, whether they switch the setup against the easier teams, potentially. Um, but when he's playing so well, then 
yeah, you got to go with the farm at the moment. Yeah, I I I already have Antonio, but if I didn't, I think I'd just get Bowen and not worry about Antonio, uh, and then maybe just have, I can go for like Ronaldo and King up front. Uh, but yeah, I've got Antonio, so it feels silly for me to move move Antonio on now now that I've got him. So yeah, it, it, it for me it's it's whether I'd, I'd whether I'd double up. Not have to see uh, the next two for Bowen for West Ham are like Burnley and Arsenal. So I might wait till after those two fixtures to to get to get the double up. Um, the other thing with Bowen is that you know if Antonio gets a rest over Christmas, which he's probably going to need, he's the most likely to sort of move up top. Like when Antonio's not played in the past, it's been Bowen who's gone into like the false nine or whatever. So another, another string to his bow in that sense. And he's just had his... <laughs> did you, did you mean that? No. <laughs> uh, I realised after I'd said it how that sounded. Um, n- not one for the cringe puns, but yeah. But that, 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 one's, that one was uh, unfortunate. Uh, Maybe falls naturally. What was I going to say? Yeah, being cringe comes naturally. Um, lost my train of thought now. Yeah, basically, but, but, but Bowen over Christmas would, should be good. I think he's. I think he's more likely to get more minutes over this run. I I, I do worry about Antonio having to be managed quite carefully over the Christmas run. Yeah, no, fair enough. He's, he's a great option. I think what makes the transfer easier for a lot of people is he's the same price as Rafinha, isn't he? I know you don't have him. I do, but yeah, that that will probably be where the majority of transfers are coming from. I'd, I'd, I'd suggest anyway. That's where I'd feel. Um, Good point. Uh, it's annoying if I have to do this every time. It's gone on holiday. Um, moving on to, uh, well, the City v United. Um, so I'll talk about City. So this is from the Fantasy Football Scout. As you can see there, those who have brought in Gundogan um, over the last six game weeks, this is. Yeah, because Bernardo's obviously played all six. It's Bernardo and Rodri, the old people. I mean, Olympia used to have played all six, but uh, Gundogan there has played four of them. And in those games, his expected goal involvement has been 2.74. Um, Sterling, 2.55, who's actually looked a lot better recently as well, Sterling. Um, obviously, a bit more money at 10.6, so kind of put off going there when you obviously got Liverpool players and potentially a premium striker. So that's probably the only reason he's out of the equation. Um, and then you've got Bernardo Foden, who... Picked up another knock midweek, so that probably, if I didn't have Folden this week, that would probably put 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 it against him for me. Um, I think it'd probably be between Bernardo and Gundogan, but I'd probably go with the farm now. Just yeah, the way he's playing, despite these numbers. Um, yeah, sometimes you just got to go with how players are playing. Obviously, you've got Mares and Grealish below that, and Kevin De Bruyne who's back as well, but. With like Sterling at eleven point eight million, when you think these lads Gundogan, Silver, Foden, uh, almost three quarters of the price of them. So yeah, interest interesting that Gundogan was ahead, like top of them all. Yeah, um, I think the other thing. I mean, did you touch on minutes there? I think the fact that Bernardo is like just he's the like him and Cancelo yeah, he's played, personal, yeah, personal he, team sheet, aren't they? Yeah, him, Rodri, and Cancelo, yeah. So I I think you have to sort of apply that to the stats as well. Just the fact that you the most with the with Christmas coming, you'd just be most confident of Bernardo getting more minutes. 
the way that Pep's been talking about him in the press and everything as well. Mm. So, yeah, if I was to pick one, it'd be Bernardo, I think, still, despite the stats. Yeah, yeah, um, I'd go along with that. I just think, because I've got Gundogan, do I want to make waste, like, not waste a transfer, but do I don't want to make that side of any move? Maybe I, maybe I do do that next week if Bernardo might be too late by then, but yeah. Do you, think the double, do, you, do you think the double-up's viable? Two City midfielders? Definitely. I think if Chelsea put up another sub-par performance at the weekend, um, yeah, kind of you can kind of move away from four at the back, couldn't you, and play 3-4-3 three, three potentially, or 3-5-2. Three, um, that could be a way to do it. I, yeah, I do think over Christmas, like Gundogan, Silva, they might get the odd drop, odd, odd drop here and there, but in most game weeks in the season, like other teams, they don't have the fixture congestion as City do. So over Christmas, they'll probably play the same as other players who are more, who would say, more nailed on in the smaller teams. So I don't think minutes is an issue over Christmas for City players. Yeah, it's it's just it's always annoying, isn't it, when you're when you've not you're looking forward to seeing your your City yes in a game and they're not on the pitch. But I think you've got a the thing that you've got to think about is that. Other players that are nailed on don't get the same amount of chances either. Like, yeah, watching the start of that City versus Watford game, there was just chances dropping left, right, and centre, like to, to players. Um, th- there'll be some explosions you might miss out on if you just avoid a City player for the fear of rotation. Um, I think you've I, definitely I, got a goal one with the form that City are in in the in the Premier League, maybe not after Tuesday night, but yeah, with the form that they're in the fixtures, you've definitely got to go one. The argument's just two. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think um, it's just the gamble of getting the right one, isn't it? That's what makes it tricky. Like, for, for a lot of people, they might they might be thinking, well, you know, I don't have the same worries with Bowen, Jota, Salah. Like, there's so people might still be be dubious about it but I think that's the good thing about Bernardo like the other Pep can you know throw a wobbler at any time and just chuck someone out of the team like he did with Mar- he's done with, done with Mara's before I think we're in a better position than that with Bernardo he seems to like because Bernardo contributes so much attacking wise and defense like his distance covered most games is the highest as well like he brings so much to the team that I can't can't see Pep falling out with him. So yeah, yeah. If you go, fair in, if you go, if you go in one, Bernardo, like the reliability of the the minutes from what we've seen so far would tip me towards Bernardo. But if you go in two, then you can maybe like go for an explosive one like Foden or something. Uh, but yeah, that's my, that's my thoughts on it. Um, it's definitely those three, isn't it, at the moment? I think if. It would have to take a lot for Kev or Sterling to kind of enter the equation just because of the value, I'd say. Yeah, it's, it's I can't see how I'd fit one of those in if I wanted to. Um, so, yeah, they're not in the conversation for me. Sweet. No work, is it? Great. Uh, we'll move on to United now. So, you can talk about... So, this is from TED Talks and obviously the re-emergence of uh, Ronaldo. Uh yeah, it's done a lot better the past few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, so it's going to be uh, obviously a massively popular move. Um, CR7 for Christmas. Um, 
I think I think I put that as the uh, thing for the title. Did you um? Did, did you not like it? The title for the pod. No, I did like it, but I just wanted to yeah advertise right. that we. Oh, oh, back I was like, editorially overruled. Like <laughs> um, what was like? No, Ronaldo for for Christmas does look great, especially people coming off Kane. It's such an easy transfer, Kane to Ronaldo. Um, I thought. See, see, I was going to maybe outline the case not for, to go not to go for him just because I think it's quite clear why you would want him but to play devil's advocate I thought maybe I'd, I'd go for that so with the fixtures coming up and the fact that he is 37 or well, he's going to be 37 soon um despite being an elite athlete and toned to fuck like he is going to have to come off early in some games and I can't see him starting everyone if United go 2-0 up in a game you think that he'd be looking to take him off when once game once he thinks games are are sewn up. Like the potential for him to, you know, absolutely hammer three or four goals in a game sort of diminishes, I think, with that in the back of my mind, maybe. Uh, with the get can he start two games in three days? I don't think he will. Like the way Solskjaer was having to manage him showed that. Um so yeah, and then that that's a slight concern. But then the fact that we don't have to captain him maybe takes that away, but it's something to think about. Um, and then the, the other main reason maybe not to go for him is just depending on when Salah goes off to AFCON, I can't really see that many weeks where we'd even want to captain him, if any. Like, once Salah goes to AFCON with the dates we currently have, I think United's fixtures are like West Ham and Wolves. So those aren't standout games for captaining a player. Like, w- w- Wolves aren't getting slapped by anyone at the moment. Like they only lost one nil to Liverpool. A-, a lot of their games tend to be one nil, either to them or to the other team. And West Ham, West Ham are, you know, they've beaten Liverpool, beaten Chelsea. I'm not sure I'd want to captain Ronaldo against West Ham. So it's it brings us on to the thing of is it worth having a twelve point four million player? If you're never going to captain them, like what, what, what's your thoughts on that? No, it's an interesting, interesting argument that you, you present. Uh, obviously, I've been swayed by Ronaldo before, and likely to be swayed again. I do think the difference between, well, in, in the first first couple of games I've seen, uh, or one game, I think he did have some kind of impact in the other game as well, Ragnik. But especially in the the game that saw at the weekend. Like the big criticism of Ronaldo is the the pressing and stuff like that, but the way Ragnick set up his team at the weekend, Ronaldo wasn't doing the pressing. Like he almost used Rashford as that kind of uh, foil, really, didn't he, to do all the defensive kind of work and the the three players in and around him. So I do think I do think he'd be a lot more clever with Ronaldo as opposed to Oli just saying go out play and enjoy yourselves, lads. Um, I do think you've actually got a tactician there now, and it, I think he'd be a lot more clever around how he uses Ronaldo in that he, he'll just want him in the right position um, to score goals. And he knows he's got the best goal scorer. Well, in my opinion, probably the best goal scorer in the world. Like there's no argument around Ronaldo getting the clutch goals at the right time. It's just the kind of he's playing and around it. So I do think, I do think if he's clever with him, especially in the tight games where it's nil, nil one, one, like you do, he's, he's going to stay on, isn't he? He's not going to bring him off because the crowd will be on his back. Um, so yeah, I do, I do think with those fixtures coming up, and obviously 
there was a good feeling around the, the place after the game at the weekend. Obviously, the midweek game was a bit irrelevant. I'd, I just think with those fixtures, you just got to play, play those fixtures. And he's, he's the best United asset, um, I'd say, still. Um, although Diogo Dallo's entering, I think, but we'll, we'll, we'll digress from there. No, yeah. So, I was, in terms of the other United players, um, it's a shame that none of the midfields are really standing out. Like in the, all the stats tables, it's just, just the price again, isn't it? If, if Sancho was priced like a City Bernardo, then you you would be tempted to go there. It's just that he's a bit more. I, I still don't even think I would. His, his his shot numbers and stuff still aren't that great. Yeah. Like I think if Sancho was say was the same price as Bernardo, I'd still go Bernardo. Um, yeah, but it, it, it would take it would only take one or two good games, wasn't it, to kind yeah. of people move move towards. Yeah, I think um it is a shame that none of the midfielders are um currently looking like being an option, but I think we were messaging about this before. Dallow is could be a great defensive option, especially if, if you wanted to come off big at the back and you wanted to go down because Talking about Rangnick being a tactician and the way he wants to play, Van Bissaka just doesn't really fit it. I don't think like the emphasis seems to be on passing the ball forward, you know, transition, always looking forward, don't pass back, and that that is usually what Van Bissaka does when he gets the ball on the wing. He'll go for an easy sideways pass or maybe pass back to Lindelof, um, which is you mentioned the fact that Ronaldo claps Dallo whenever he pumps the ball into the box. Yeah, no how, I was just watching the weekend. Yeah, maybe well, he's, had, he's, had, he's had half a season of watching Van Bissaka get the ball, <laughs> and even if he can cross it, not crossing it. So it's um, yeah. it's like a it's it's probably a new a new thing for Ronaldo. It's like uh, having someone who will actually put the ball in for him from that side. He's just relishing it, I think. But yeah, the, the fact that they're yeah, I think you, you had a different way of describing the relationship between um, Dallo <laughs> and uh, Ronaldo. His little brother. Yeah, We'll we'll leave that one for a off air. Um, I do think it's one to monitor. I wouldn't go for him now because yeah, but it'd be interesting just if interesting to see how that plays out. But if just the price, isn't it? Game. And those fixtures from United from one yeah. now till great game. It's just yeah, really good. If he gets another game, I think if he gets another game or two, and Van Bissaka keeps playing in the like the fact that Van Bissaka was in the uh, the team last night with the the kids and the, the less preferred players. Kind of makes you think that the pecking order's shifted, but you'd want to see a bit more of that, I think, first before going for Dallo. Um, yeah, I suppose all it takes is a poor performance, doesn't it? The, the other thing to mention there is that, you know, now that Southampton are struggling for the keepers, like they've had to bring Willie Caballero in, Livermento's not the great option. Like his Lord tag might be in question now. So maybe it's time for. Um, He's trying to think maybe of a spot. Yeah, I couldn't, nothing came to me. But Dr. Dallo. <laughs> Dr. Dallo. Um, yeah, maybe that could be a move for people, Livermore to, to Dallo. Um, and, yeah, not for me yet. Um, for people who don't have a Some people might not have a keeper. Um, Especially with Brighton, yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So De Gea is a good option now with these fixtures. So that's another one to shout. But I think that's um, that's about it for United, really. There's, not really. Yeah, I, I, I do think I could be drastically wrong, but I, I do think we'll see a marked improvement from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Oh yeah, um, like you can see already that the team's playing different. Like, there was a stat at the weekend that uh, Fred was quality that game. I thought the amount of um, I 
forgotten what what they call it, but the amount of pressures by the attackers, like the amount of times, a, do you know what I mean? Attacking pressures or something. It was the most since since Ferguson's days. So to create that bigger change in how they press from the front and that pattern of the players being compact, pressing packs and stuff, like you say, and being clever about how players do that, that's already changed in one game. So yeah, I do think they'll be playing playing better. Um, we'll just have to monitor uh, how. Um, <laughs> how <laughs> we just had what? a we've just had a comment from my brother. Uh, right, see if I can show it. It says, "Do you get bonus points for pressing?" <laughs> well, all the teams that score the most goals press. So. I, I, I do think, it, yeah, it's good. the fixtures are so good as well, isn't it, for United? I think if they had average fixtures there, I should probably still be reluctant to go there. But yeah, I think I think it's just a case of Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, like those fixtures are ridiculous, aren't they? They are. And in, when United were coming up against teams that could press and United couldn't press, we were getting pumped. So yeah, we were getting absolutely annihilated. So yeah, I... I you don't get points for pressing, but <laughs> you, you don't you don't get any goals or any. Uh, you can't keep clean sheets without being able to press properly in the modern game. So yeah. Uh, so this is a the final segment around the premium planning. Um, obviously, United we just talked about top and City as well. Third, so those are the teams are popular for a reason. Liverpool and Chelsea are still quite high up. Watford next four great. West Ham as well. So the. These are all popular player picks and now got great fix. Even Conor Gallagher, if people still got him, Crystal Palace, they're in fourth. Arsenal, obviously people got Ramsdale, maybe got one other defender or attacker. So it's funny that the top top nine, Tottenham are still there as well, although they've got to play Liverpool. But all the all the teams that you have, all the players from teams that you have now have good fixtures, don't they? I don't see too many in the bottom 10 that people have players for, other than Rafinha, who likely to be moved to Boeing for quite a lot of people. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, where are Leicester in this? I've just, just looked at the score from the game because that's on at the moment. Um, yeah, we're recording this on a... For people listening back on the podcast, it's a Thursday around half six, seven. So, yeah, it, it's 2-2 in the Leicester game. Look, Leicester might as well start games 2-0 down. They just seem to concede two every game, no matter what. Um, so I, they, could, they could start to be being a team's target for, for captaincy soon. If well, they are the fourth bottom here, and they play they play City and Liverpool in the fourth and fifth game. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, would not be afraid of captain anyone against Leicester at the moment. Um, anything else to mention here? Uh, I guess Ch- Ch- the thing I'm looking at here is the fact that Chelsea's fixtures still look quite good. So I'm I'm sat here with Mount Alonso and James. So yeah, I think. I'm going to leave it a couple of weeks before I get rid of any of them just because the fixtures are still good. And I don't want to be overly reactive to the fact that Chelsea have had this dip. Like, you, they're a team that could easily turn it around. I mean, if it becomes a, a pattern and they struggle to get out of it, then yeah, I'll have to come off that because having three three Chelsea players in a, while they're struggling, while other teams have the fixtures be just flagged up, it's not... It'd just be awful man, team management that wouldn't it? So yeah, um, there's a question of whether I'll get rid of one of them this week anyway. Uh, but yeah, Leeds are ravaged by injuries. Calvin, I think Calvin Phillips is out till. Yeah, those fixtures. 
they're, they're, they're in real trouble, aren't they? They lose those four games, which is quite likely. And Cal- Calvin Phillips is out to February, I think, or at least January, something like that. Yeah. And they tend to struggle without him running things in midfield or so, having bringing that bite to the midfield. So if they don't have Rafinha at the moment, he's the kind of the one who's dragging them, isn't he? Yeah, I just think it could be a, an awful move for me getting rid of Chelsea players before this Leeds game. So going to try and leave it one more week. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, moving on to captaincy, is it still? Is it still Perma Salah, would you say? Obviously, the, the Ronaldo fixture against Norwich this weekend. If you're going to connect Captain Ronaldo at any opportunity, this might be the one. Yeah. I think if, you, if you're a risk taker, you're a punt taker, a bit more exciting than us two. It, it is. It, it's a, I wouldn't put people off doing it. I think for, I'm still going to go Salah just because he's at home and he's in this ridiculous scoring run. I think if, if Norwich didn't have the new manager, it'd be more of a more of a. Yeah, if if if, if it was a Liverpool away game, I'd be more swayed. Like, but Salah at home, it's just hard to ignore. Uh, Stevie think, G will be opening up his defence for Liverpool as well, won't it? But <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, a bit of narrative behind that game, isn't there? Um, what would you say though, if people? Well, actually, you know, people at your rank, you know, is it time for me? Maybe start taking some gambles or what? I, I'm actually tempted by Ronaldo this weekend, but the only the only thing is if Salah goes and bangs a hat trick, you're screwed, aren't you? Yeah, it's a 50-50 it's, it's, call for me at the moment. Yeah, I think the the other factor you got to think about is uh, Ronaldo. The points Ronaldo gets for a goal compared to Salah, like it's that midfielder versus striker thing where. If Salah gets a goal and some bonus points, you need Ronaldo to score two or get a goal and an assist to match. So, so it's there's that there's that at play as well. I'm not saying Salah will get dropped because there's no chance he will, but the fact that Ronaldo didn't play midweek as well, like you don't have to worry about him playing. How annoying is it that Salah played in midweek? Yeah, like, Salah and And Klopp will complain about the fixture congestion in a week's time. It's bonkers. I mean, I, I saw... I think I was listening to a Ben Dindry stream one day or something, and he was explaining how, like, I think he was talking about Salah, and it might can't remember if it was Salah or Mane, but he was essentially saying he's heard at some point that you know certain players with the way their bodies work and their recovery, like if you don't give them regular minutes, they actually pick up more injuries that way, like the consistency of playing, the, the consistency of playing intensely keeps them ticking over and then when they start having dribs and drabs here and there that's when they pick up injuries I'd never heard that before at first so I'd need to look into it a bit more but that's the only yeah. thing I can yeah. possibly there think was of na- there's an athletic article similar to that with Sam Lee as well talking about why Gundogan and Walker played because he said that they had a rest recently against Villa and he said if they had another rest they'd be more susceptible to injury than not which yeah kind of furthers that point yeah it's, it's, it's interesting isn't it? it doesn't really make sense to the layman but in terms of Period, I think they call it periodization and whatever in the uh, sports science world. Some players seem to react better to playing regularly. So that and maybe the fact that Salah is chasing these records and their yeah, first English team to have a undefeated record in the Champions League group stages, I think, or to win every game in the group stage or something like that. Whether yeah, that was that's the one. Yeah. But um, it's not the first time he could have rested players in a sort of a game that didn't really mean much and he's chosen not to so 
So yeah, I do still think Salah plays this one. Yeah. Like, I can't, yeah. And I said to you just before we came on air that City's got the best defence by quite a distance, but then Liverpool's attacks best by quite a distance as well compared to their title challenges. So that's definitely going to be the, the force behind Liverpool's title challenge, isn't it? The attacking numbers. Yeah. Um, I think ne- hopefully next by next week we'll have some clarity on when the AFCON dates are and we can do a bit more than in the premium planning, like actually look through who we're going to captain when when AFCON's on and all that. Um, I think as it stands, it looks like Salah could only miss two game weeks. Yeah, because if they cop in that, yeah. Yeah, so... If it's just two game weeks, I might just leave Salah on the bench. But if it's more than that, it's probably worth a transfer. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Should we get into um, oh, the transfers we're considering? Or the transfers yeah. you already made, you were saying? Yeah, I've already done, because I had right on the money, people going up, Vardy and Tony to Ronaldo and King, is what I've done. And then, you know, I love a hit, but I don't think I will. Rafinha and Bolt to Bowen might be a hit, but we'll see. Interesting. Yeah. So, you, who's your third striker? Antonio. Okay, that's a you, you've got the um the three Aria. three you'd wanna, you, you've got the three you'd want to have. You've got so that's a good forward line to have now, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's kind of people switching towards, and then obviously you got Salah, Yotta, uh, Gundogan probably should have Bernardo. Um, then Rafinha still in, in and around there. And obviously the way Chelsea are playing at the moment, Rafinha might not be a bad shout this weekend. You never know. Yeah. Um, I've uh, had some pain this, this year taking out Rafinha and I shouldn't have. So it's something to think about. Um, who did I get rid of Rafinha? I think I got rid of Rafinha for Foden and then Rafinha got a goal the next two weeks and Foden blanks the next two weeks. Um, so yeah. And then, and then Foden got injured. So I didn't have the best, didn't have the best of luck with that move. Yeah, I'd thought oh, yeah. he kind of never lived up to it, did he? Yeah, that reminds me. I, I've had some like awful timing with players so far this season. So got Chilwell just before he got injured. I, after I got rid of Rudiger to get him, and Rudiger scored the week I got him, and now Rudiger looks a decent option again. And then I and then I got and then I got Reece James, and then after he's after he was on that massive scoring run, he's not he's not scored since. <laughs> Uh, and then what was the other one? Yeah, the one I was just talking about, completely dodging Foden's points and then having him when he got injured. Um, so uh, I've got the. So don't, to... don't follow Mindy's touch, uh, transfers this weekend, everyone. Um, hopefully that's just a little blip, but um, it's not happened to me before that. Like three or four transfers in a row, which have just completely gone the opposite way I wanted them to. Um, See, so I've been relying on like the players that were already in my team in the last few weeks to keep me um, keep me above water. Uh, so I've only got one free transfer to use this week after um, maybe ill-advisedly bringing in Alonso with my two free transfers last week. I'm, what are you thinking? I'm, I'm definitely looking at a hit because I can't Ooh. really... Yeah, it's just whether I bring in Ronaldo and Bernardo or maybe avoid Ronaldo for a bit with what I was saying before, because I'm not going to captain him in the next two at least. Maybe go King and go for, try and get a power five in midfield. Go, if I bring King in for Kane, I can then bring in Bernardo for like Billy Gilmore. 
So yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's something I'm weighing up. I it's, I think I'll be thinking about that right up until the deadline. Because it, it it does it's something that's always been in the back of my mind with bringing in a player that costs twelve million around that mark, and you're not going to captain them. Mm, it's, yeah. like, it's, just, it's just that thing like is it the best use of funds like you know points per million etc w- would I be better off having Bowen, Bernardo, Gundogan Jota you know all those in midfield and then just having because the, the reason I went for Kane originally when everyone was sending Kane and Son was to then get the easy move to Ronaldo but now that I'm looking at it we were just talked about the lack of striking options. Like, say, for example, you, you want to come off Ronaldo at some point, or he picks up a knock. Like, Lukaku, Lukaku's not really shown it so far in the Premier League, apart from a couple of games. And he's they've been very careful of bringing him back from injury. You don't really want to go to Vardy because Leicester seem to be in and out of form, shipping goals. That's so, when yeah, you go I, back to Kane. So, yeah, I just, I just don't know if I want an asset... A 12 million striking asset there. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 I'll, I'll talk to you next week when you brought Ronaldo in and all this deliberation. <laughs> you, 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 why are you trying to tease us? Well, so do, do you think. Do you think who's going to get more points, like Ronaldo and, like, say, for example, Bowen, or maybe having the midfield with two city midfielders and then Bowen, Jota, Salah? Like, You've got you've got a whole midfield there of massive goal scoring options. Um, yeah, it's, it's an argument, isn't it? It's a decision that people have got to make. I think I think the fact that everybody's going Ronaldo and the fact that you, you see and everyone bringing him in makes it hard to, to avoid it, doesn't it? But it's, yeah. it's, it's like it's one of those head versus heart things. Like my, my gut is saying, I should I should yeah maybe look elsewhere for a bit, and then I can get I can, I can as long as his price doesn't completely go through the roof over the next couple then I could like maybe get him in around to be fair, um, this period is going to be the test isn't it but those who haven't had Ronaldo so far they're, they're kind of the teams that do better like I know Mbrou's not had Ronaldo for example and he's he's storming the league so yeah maybe maybe we are getting too swayed by the romantic of having Ronaldo because do, do you remember when we both I think I took a hit to get Ronaldo and, and you yeah I had him, <laughs> I played wild card again. Yeah. yeah, and and there was lots of other managers who didn't go for him during that time. And they, they've and kind they, of come out. Yeah, and they're still even the weeks when cause I think a lot of people stuck with Lukaku, didn't they? And Lukaku scored two against Villa that week. So I think I think sometimes you can get tunnel, tunnel vision about certain players just because everyone's getting them and the fixtures are great. But if not having them means you've got more good assets in other positions, it's like a trade off, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it's something to think about. But as you say, I'm probably too much of a wet sponge to um, actually go through <laughs> with it. We'll see. Uh, yeah, no, it's an exciting game week, isn't it? Obviously, look at the sea of blue there for the for the good team. So I do think I do think Christmas is going to be good to most players. It's just who's going to get the more points. It'd be interesting. Yeah, um, and uh, ho- hopefully gets lots of bonus points from our players for how much pressing they do this weekend. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, you forgot if you get Ronaldo and you get an extra bonus point. <laughs> uh, just just to be clear for anyone listening, you don't. There's no points pressing. Um, I, I reckon. I reckon some managers probably have that in the changing room though, like the German ones especially. They, they probably have like a little like players who did the most pressing probably get a golden star afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else before we wrap up? No, 
Oh, yeah, should be an exciting game week. Uh, it's, it's a Saturday, de- no, Friday deadline, sorry. Oh, my God. I'm joking. <laughs> you, you did that well. It almost seemed like you just slipped <laughs> into being a little idiot again. It's good to see your face. All right, uh, yeah, have a good week, everyone. And we'll see you yeah, have a good next week. game week. Um, and yeah, strap in for Christmas. All right. Strap on. All right, see you later. Strap in. <laughs>